Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back in. It's Train, Eat, Repeat. Andrea and I are here. Hello, everyone. Uh, so we're going to get into our episode shortly. We're going to be talking about neuroplasticity. Mm. Sounds like I made up the name, but <laughs> I swear to God I didn't. Totally plays into our third sort of pillar of our training philosophy around mindfulness and stress reduction and your ability to reshape your mind. But uh, before we do, let's talk about our big new program that's coming out. Perry Reboot. <gasps> drum roll. The, oh, I, drum roll was supposed to be before I said it. So we screwed that up a little bit. We'll never host a game show. We'll never host a so game guys, show. So guys, we're super, super excited to bring the Perry Reboot uh, four-week program to you. It should be coming out, I would say, within a... At the end of this week, I would say. I'm going to put it out there. It's going to be at the end of this week. We're going to put it up on our social platforms. And it's it's an amazing program. Um, it's for women that are experiencing perimenopause or menopausal symptoms, not sure how to eat during the specific cycle they're in within that month time frame, how to move their bodies, and how to rewrite the negative passages that are in their brain. What we're talking about today is um, neuroplasticity. It's a great program. We're super excited. It's got nutritional guidelines in there as well. Um, videos of exercises and workouts. It's got Pilates. It's got everything in there within a four-week program, um, as well as um, you know a newsletter that's going to be coming out as well in a private Facebook group. And I think what I like about it too is that it, it, it sort of gives you control to go through this program, um, you know, and be kind of your own advocate because mm -hmm. you're going to be finding some things out about your body that maybe you didn't know um, in terms of the fact that you can shape your diet and your exercise around the phase of the cycle that you're in and not only to reduce the symptoms that you're feeling. So like even for women that have really like painful like periods mm -hmm. and uh, women that have low energy and cravings and bloating, that's all a cause of yes, the swings in your hormones, but those hormones can can be controlled with better eating, uh, being more cognizant of the type of exercise that we're doing. Better sleep, better rest. Yep. And so the, the program, basically, you are doing it on your own, essentially, but you'll also have the support of everybody inside of that Facebook group who's always going along with it with you uh, throughout the process. The other thing, too, is that we really want to get this out to as many women as possible because whenever you come out with a new program... And 100%, I truly believe in the work that we're doing, but you're going to want to make reiterations or make some adjustments to it once you get some feedback from people who are going through the program. So what we really want is a good set of test subjects, if you will. Um, and that's also why we're going to be giving the program for half off during this initial phase period. Half off, you guys. It's going yeah. to be 50% off a four-week program that you just really plug and play. And here's the thing, too. When it gets launched, there is no true like start date. Yeah. Like, yes, it would be cool if like you had a friend and you wanted to start this program together, but you can start it at any time. We'll, we'll always have it available. Um, and But it know, won't always be 50%. But it won't always be 50% off. Um, so if you really want to get in uh, and be sort of a pioneer in this sense 
for this program, uh, you definitely want to jump in sooner rather than later. Absolutely. So if you have any questions, please reach out. Of course, it's going to be on our social platforms as well, but go ahead and find us if you have any questions or if you're interested. We have already had a group of people that have told us they're interested because we've talked about it on our podcast and a couple weeks before. So reach out, keep your eyes open. It's coming pretty soon. All right. Awesome. Yes. So let's jump into neuroplasticity. Um, how would you define neuroplasticity? Like if, if you not the technical definition, well, I'll give you the technical definition first. <laughs> so the technical definition is the ability of the brain to reorganize itself, both in structure and how it functions. So I, I would think I, I didn't know what neuroplasticity was until probably just recently and recently, like maybe a couple of years ago, like you, you understood that you shouldn't talk down to yourself and that's part of your self-esteem and that, you know, your whole image of yourself starts within your brain and how your thoughts feel. Are they positive or negative? But I think I really learned about neuroplasticity pretty recently. And I would say it is how your environment and your upbringing and your uh, self-talk as well as your um, your just all-around environment and how it Im- impacts your life. It impacts your life in the sense of what you think about, what you think of yourself, what you think of others, uh, political affiliations, um, you know, the type of people that you tend to hang out with or like to surround yourself with. You know, it was interesting for me, too. I would say within the last few years, I've been diving really deep into uh, I would say mindset doesn't give it enough justice, but but neuroplasticity and in the brain's ability to unlearn the programs that are not serving us and to learn new programs. And that's that is kind of the cool thing about the brain is that it has this uh, malleability, if you will, to change. And it's it's similar to I think we both dove deep into this topic when we were thinking about habit change and how to positively impact different changes on habits and and how to do that. And I think that's really how we came to know what neuroplasticity is. And, And we, like you said, it's our third pillar and probably I would say the most important pillar of our training repeat process because it, it does rewire the passages of your brain, and, and we want to do that in a positive way, not in a negative way. And I think more importantly is that if you can change somebody's brain to think differently, to to think more positively, to always look on, you know, not to be cliche, but look on the bright side of things, um, or, just, or just have more resiliency, period. I mean, for me, the more trials that you go through, if you have a strong mind, it just makes you stronger, right? Whereas if you don't have a strong mind, and you go up against adversity, like, for instance, me, you know, going through this whole thing with my wrist for the last eight, nine, 10, 11 weeks. Granted, it's a wrist. And I understand there's people out there that are going through much worse. But, you know, not having that strength of mind and that ability to look, take a step back and look at the broader picture of things and look at it as maybe an opportunity to do something else or, or get better at something else, Um you know, I, I don't know if I would have the optimism that I do. Absolutely. And I think that I think COVID has really opened 
our eyes being us as a society as to how we do uh, handle adversity. Like, do we just go back to bed and throw the covers over our head and just say, it's not me, it's COVID. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Or do we, you know, peel those covers back and start to put our feet on the floor, stand up, change our clothes and, you know, go put one foot forward and start charging on with our, our normal day. And I guess that's the the one thing is that, you know, neuroplasticity doesn't just happen when you're learning. It doesn't just happen when you're doing self-talk. But what you're talking about really is is a traumatic event mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you had somebody who uh, had COVID or you were concerned about your own well-being and you had to stay indoors, which obviously wasn't good for your well-being anyway. Mm-hmm. But it and we talked about this a few weeks ago in terms of allowing your brain to create new programs is that you were because you were able to or not able to do what you normally do, right? Right. You may have had some things in your life that didn't necessarily serve you, but you didn't know they didn't serve you because it was just what you normally do. Right. You're going through your normal daily, you know, work and minutia of your life. And once something's thrown into it and you have to take a step back and really look and be like, hmm, was that the best use of my time? And it's important that you do that, yes, right? Because yes. you can rewrite the programs. And you had brought up, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, and we will get back to like sort of the the pattern of how the brain changes. But we were doing our pregame plan. Say, we do a pregame talk before all of our podcasts. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think it's important, yeah. right? We have to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, even if it doesn't sound like we are. Um, <laughs> but we were talking, you had brought up sort of your experience with neuroplasticity and your ability to sort of um, write a new program, but I think reset your expectations of what your life should be. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm not one. I I don't work well when I'm rushed and or when I, I, I have anxiety from it, you know, um, and I think that was because of my um, the way that I was uh, in a, an environment before where I was, you know, I had to do this and I had to have it done at a specific time and it had to be in order and everything had to be perfect. And so now that I'm not in that environment, I do find times where I am triggered, where I do feel rushed and it, you know, brings up that anxiety. It brings up that level of um, stress and kind of frazzled type of mentality. And I have to really take a step back and and kind of, and I always say this, woosah for the moment, mm-hmm. you know, take a deep breath in and I, I woosah and I try and, you know, I don't have to do, I don't have to be there at a specific time. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. But I also, um, I think the way the body works is you internalize a lot of your stress. And um, when you when you do it for so long, you don't realize that it's not healthy. And I, when we were talking our pregame talk, you know, I, I internalize a lot of my stress for a very long time. And and Tyler had asked, you know, well, when did you when did you finally realize that you didn't want to do that anymore? And it was it was kind of an awakening that um, I know that I needed to change because this was not where I wanted to be. This is not who I wanted to identify with. Um, and so. That that awakening and awareness moment where I said, "Okay, I'm gonna, I, I'm I'm stopping today, and I'm starting to do this and this and this," and made some pretty impactful changes in my life. And 
and yeah, it's uncomfortable and it's, it's, it's hard, but, uh, I have, I have some things that I put into my life that I'm not going to let myself go backwards to only go forward. And so when I see myself maybe sliding downward into that backwards, that's feeling that, you know, I, I stop myself and I, I will saw. And, it, and basically what you just detailed out is a real life example of how neuroplasticity sort of works and how the brain changes, right? So in the first instance, neurogenesis, that's continuous generation of new neurons uh, in certain brain regions, right? So when you're experiencing new things, new environments, new skills, that sort of like gets put in there, right? Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about the program of feeling like you were always had to be rushed or you always had to have things done on time. For you, because you didn't know anything different, that was what was expected of you. Yeah, that was my normal every day. Right. So then what happens is, is that those new synapses that were created, that's your new reality, if yep, you will. that was my new normal. Right. Mm-hmm. And they get strengthened when you repeat the process. Oh, they were reinforced. And over yes. and over again. Yes. So we're talking about a bad case scenario. Yes, a right? traumatic event. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the next point we're going to bring up is like neuroplasticity can be a good thing. It also can be a bad thing. Absolutely. And I think you just sort of uh, alluded to a situation where it could be a bad thing. Yeah, because I wasn't raised where I had to have these certain things all the time, you know, right. and so I, it was changed over time. Well, and, the, and that's what's really interesting because now you're talking about two different <laughs> programs. You're talking about the programs that were input in you back when you were like a child. You didn't mm-hmm. even know they were there. Mm-hmm. And then you felt uncomfortable because this is not your personality. This is not who you identify as, right? Right. right. And so then what you had to do is that you had to self-weaken that program. And the only way you can weaken something is by not doing it. Mm-hmm. So in this case, when it comes to neuroplasticity, and it also comes into case when you're working out with your physical body, mm-hmm. if you don't lose it, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? right? right. And in this case, we want to lose that part of that program. Right. So I just think it was a, it's a really good case of if it feels uncomfortable and it feels like, wow, do I really need to feel this way? And, and, and you even mentioned it was making you like physically ill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was uh, I was very sick for a very many number of years and I thought that it was normal. So think of your brain like file cabinets, like you have a th- million file cabinets in your brain and your file cabinets are getting stored and they're getting full of your everyday uh, responsibilities, processes, things that you do, um, and they're always full. So you're always opening and closing that same file cabinet, you know, making sure it's full and making sure you're doing everything within that file cabinet. And then one day you realize that I want to clean out my file cabinet, right? Uh, and so you you have to really take a step back and really look inward and, and think about who who you are identifying as yourself. Like, who do I, is this the person that I want to be? And I, I'm not saying it's it's an, a rock bottom um, or if it's an event, but it's, it's a positive or a negative event that happens. And you can be like, yep, I want to be more like that. 
And so I'm going to clean up my file cabinet and I'm not going to put those old processes and old responsibilities back in that file cabinet because I'm going to put new files away. Especially if you know it didn't serve you. Right. 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 Like there, there's no point in ever going back um, to your old habits or your old programs. Um, but it, that's kind of the interesting thing, though, is that you do have that ability, but it does take quite a bit of self-awareness. It's it's a, a very much self-awareness and it's uncomfortable. You know, new things are always hard and they're always scary. However, you know, you have to be open mind and flexible enough to say, yep, that worked or no, that didn't work for me. And hopefully we're bringing an awareness that you can change yes. your mindset. You can change the programs that you have uh, inside your brain and you might not even know about. We've talked about the subconscious, you know, thoughts we have about ourselves that are already there. We'd even put them there. We didn't think we did. And and it's interesting. If you've ever read uh, The Four Agreements, it's a it's a great book. Um, but it, it simply was talking about how a lot of your own thoughts were not something that you originated. It was something that was put there based on your environment, based on the people, the your upbringing, based on expectations maybe that were set on you, um, the, the type of TV shows you watched growing up. All of those things have created the brain or the the sort of thought process that you go through on a day-in, day-out basis. Mm -hmm. And thank you to our friend Heather who recommended that book to us. Yes, it was a great book. Yeah. Great book. And actually, it's one of those books that like I'll probably go back and reread yes. at some point. Yes. So if we know how, how the brain creates these new patterns, and obviously it can be for good and also for bad, right? Um, what are some other things that that sort of trigger neuroplasticity? Um, traveling, new um, new events, um, uh, emotions, um, your diet. I think we've talked about that, mm -hmm. but we're not going to go into it too deep today. But, you know, taking out um, processed sugars and processed foods and really cleaning up your diet, it really does help you think clearer. It takes away that brain fog that you might feel, um, but it, it does. Diet plays a big role into that. And two, we talked about the traumatic events, yep. stress. Oh my gosh, for obviously. sure, for sure. So you had, you made a good example of just how stressful it was to act outside mm -hmm. of the identity that you were not, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that is sort of a uh, internalizing moment where you're sort of asking yourself, is this serving me? So very similar to some of the habits and programs that maybe you were doing on the daily before COVID. Um, and then when COVID hit, it took you out of your routine and now you had to get back into it. Yep. You know, cause the, the big thing about, about neuroplasticity in your brain, it's a good thing and a bad thing, right? So the good thing is, is that your brain is super resilient, just like your body is. Like, you don't know, that's why I've always said that the mind, the body will always tire before the mind does, because the mind will try and find a way to figure it out, right? So that's how you have people, like your one client who was in a terrible car accident, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And they told her what, that she would never walk again? Oh, she would never, she had to be in a home that she wouldn't be able to um, function for herself to take care of herself. And she does what now? Now she trains and she does Pilates and she lifts weights with me and she has a child. And I mean, it's an amazing, amazing story that she has. And she... She taught herself that she is powerful and that she is a badass and that she can do whatever she puts her mind towards. And that is a function not of the physical pieces that she put in, it is a pattern of building up 
and new synapses, right? Absolutely. And, and strengthening them and practicing over and over and over again. So it's the mind that's also telling the body what it can do and the mind sort of regenerating, if you will. It also, when we talked about this, but it can learn new ways of being, uh, new ways of being and responding to conflict. You know, so like anytime, and we just talked about it, like I'm a total believer that trials build endurance of character. And so if you're able to, go through conflict, you come out stronger. I don't care what situation you throw at me. Um, you know, you and I have, have have obviously been through our aches and pains, but we we both have agreed numerous times that we are so much stronger and mm-hmm. so much uh, wiser um, by going through those experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because of it. So even though it was a bad thing at first, now the, the dark side of it, though, is that the brain doesn't know what's good and bad, right? And so like... When you had that new program that was really taxing you, mm-hmm. right? The brain didn't couldn't say, oh, this doesn't serve you, so we're just not going to learn this. Right. It was because it was part of your environment that you had to, you know. I had to adapt. Adapt mm-hmm. and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it also is one of those things where if it's repeated enough, right, which we talked about how repetition strengthens those synapses, if you don't remove yourself from that situation, it's just going to get worse. Right. So let's think about like Instagram these days and Mm. all of the pictures of all the models and influencers on Instagram. You are seeing their best their best life. You're seeing their best moments through a filter, not raw and not everything that they've built up to that point. And we keep seeing these images. And nowadays people are striving to be like their influencer that they're looking up to. I want to be just like this person. And I want to be just like this person um, because they have been filtered with these images for so long that our brain absorbs them in. And that's, that's what our brain identifies as that's what's pretty, or that's what is healthy. Um, whereas it's, it's, you have to rewire that. And that's a lot what we do with our clients is how to learn how to love yourself again and accept yourself the way um, to accept yourself in the body that you're in and how powerful that you are, that you can change things that you need to change about yourself. And, and in that case, that's what's, what's really scary about that situation is that it's making you depressed because you feel like you can't live up to oh, sure. all the happiness. And I use quotations on that happiness that people are portraying online, right? Nobody shares their bad news. No. In most cases, they don't. Right. And there's a reason for that, right? Um, but I think it would almost be better if they did. Yeah. Because then it would prove that there was actually is um, another side to their story. It's authentic. It's authentic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, you know, you even hit on it with our clients. One of the things that we suggest that they do is remove themselves from those from those situations, from those stimuluses. Mm-hmm. So like TV before you go to bed. Right. Where you're sleeping and all of that information is going into your brain, um, trying to eliminate screen time in general before you go to bed because your brain is more susceptible if you go back and listen to our discussion with zach dixon he talks about different brain uh states and first thing in the morning and last thing at night is when your brain is the most susceptible to suggestion Mm -hmm. so like you're not as awake so whatever you listen to and whatever you read that's what's going to get implanted into your brain so a couple nights ago 
um, just like, you know, everyone, before you go to bed, you turn off work and you sit in front of the TV and you watch your favorite show or you watch, you know, whatever you're watching. The Olympics are starting Friday, so you're excited, but whatever you watch. And so the couple of days ago, we decided to watch a movie on Netflix and it was a little bit out of our norm because it was a scary thriller type movie. And um, it, it was well done. It was good. And when we got done, he's <laughs> Tyler's like, well, let's go to bed. I'm like, okay, can you tell me a story about puppies? Because I need to get this out of my mind. <laughs> right. And then you probably went to sleep yes. and dreamed about it. Yes. But if you constantly put yourself in that stimulus, imagine what that does to your psyche, right? right. Like, I even had the experience, like I hate watching shows that literally have zero happiness in it. (laughs) Like, uh, I forget, I think it was The Walking Dead. Yeah. Like, watching that show made me depressed. doom and gloom. Right? It was just sending that signal over and over and over again. It's a good show. But it just goes to show, though. The brain lets it in. The brain doesn't say, kick it out and say, Tyler, you shouldn't be watching this. Right. I had to be like, this is affecting my mood. This is affecting my sleep. This is affecting how I feel about myself like and it's the opposite you know reverse or or uh the opposite thing that's happening on social media right you feel like everybody else is happy and that your happiness isn't equal to theirs so that actually makes you depressed right so again i, I think the big thing to learn here is is that the brain is in a wonderful thing and that there are there are positives to the fact that you don't have to think the way that you think now and that if you feel uncomfortable where you are at right now, if it feels uncomfortable to go in day in and day out, and it doesn't mean that you won't go through struggle. That's not what I'm getting at. But that you just don't feel like yourself, that you don't identify with the identity that you are right now. That's probably a sign that we need to reprogram that brain. Mm-hmm. And it's never too late, you guys. This is something that you can start doing today to make changes tomorrow. Yeah. And what I would say to that is uh, you're probably going to have a harder time learning a language if that's what you want to do with your brain in terms (laughs) of reshaping it. Um, But it it can happen. But it can happen. You can do it. Right. And it's just like building the body. Right. Like it can happen. It's just going to take time and consistency. And we all have setbacks, guys. We're not perfect. You know, I'm still working on my new normal and getting through a traumatic event, you know, type of thing. But it's something that I'm working towards every single day. And that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure that you go on to the iTunes app, leave a review based on this episode. Tell us what you thought and leave a five-star review. And we hope to talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.